Charles Prowse has over 20 years experience in Indigenous affairs and uh, leadership roles across Australia and uh, he's now just been uh, appointed uh, Chair of the Board for Aurora Foundation. Welcome to Night TV Radio, Mr. Charles Prowse. Thank you, Bertrand. Um, nice to be here. Just before we go into our conversation, uh, it uh, has to be pointed out that uh, currently in Australia, there's less than uh, 3% of board members who identify as Indigenous. And uh, when you look at uh, board chair roles, it's even less. So this is a really uh, very significant step. Thank you. I'm, I'm very lucky to be appointed or elected by my fellow board members as their first Indigenous Chair, um, and I, like many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Chairs, we take that very seriously. Um, I think to your point around not many Indigenous board members and certainly Indigenous Chair people, that's probably focused on the non-Indigenous community in terms of corporate Australia um, and the not-for-profit sector. But as Aboriginal people, Torres Strait Islander people, First Nations people of this land, there are a lot of us that do sit on boards and that are chair people, um, and that's mostly for our own organisations, our own community organisations. But it would be fair to say it, we could um, be much, do a lot more um, with other boards, non-Indigenous boards, or corporate Australia boards need diversity. So I'm a great advocate for that as well. But I would like to shout out, acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander board members and chair people wherever they are and whoever they're um, on the board for. And what would be your role uh, with the Aurora Foundation and uh, what are the plans going forward uh, starting from your tenure now as uh, chair of the board? I don't know if it's a line in the sand, um, but certainly, I mean, I'm certainly looking forward to this role and what it brings. We have a new strategic plan and there's a couple of things in that strategic plan I'm really keen to support. The first one, just off the top of my head, is we want to grow uh, the number of high school students that we speak with, engage or involved in our programs from, I think we're around about 300 mark at the moment. Yeah. And we want to actually grow that to 700 within five years. I'm pretty sure we can do that. I mean, I was the CEO of NASCA and the CEO of Supply and Nature and you know as organizations that were small and are now big and um, working with our CEO Leela and the management team I have no doubt about our ability to scale um, we've got the building blocks uh, we've got um, the Paul Ramsey Foundation funding our five-year program rise to capture data and analyze how our programs are performing and what they need to do to improve and what the education might need to do so raising from 300 to 700, that's more than a double. It's a 100% growth. That's a massive. Yes, when you say it like that, but I still think we can do more. We want over 700. I think we've got the great building blocks to do that. Our systems are in place. Our staff are in place. You know, so there's a lot of hard work right at the front end, and there's still hard work to do. But I have no doubt about our ability to scale. Yeah. Um, but that's that's certainly what I'm, and that's part of the job, right? So that's what I'm part of what I signed up for, and so that's one of the things that, that I'd like to do in this this role. It's a huge undertaking, and this within five years. Wow. 
Aurora Foundation also, especially ever since they are partnered, actually merged with uh, the Roberta Sykes uh, uh, scholarships program, also works in uh, sending Indigenous uh, students uh, to study overseas. Uh, will you be looking at uh, increasing the numbers as well? Uh, how are you looking at uh, actually yeah. what's, uh, what are the projected plans in the next uh, few years under your tenure? Well, apart from doing that, you know, for more than 700 high school students, yeah, we do want to support um, the postgrad students. I'm a postgrad. I, I'm, I was, as you've said, a Roberta Sykes scholar. I was fortunate enough to go to Harvard for a year and do a master's in um, public administration. It's actually been five years almost since that because I'm getting invites to come to our five-year reunion, which is awesome. And it's to have that kind of experience for more First Nations people in Australia, whether it's Harvard, Oxford, Stan- um, Stanford, Cambridge, New York University, uh, UCLA. Um, we want more First Nations people to go to these universities by choice, by hard work, by merit. And we all have to get in by merit. But once we're in do the course, make great friends, make great networks, wonderful learnings and come back and live a good life of resilience and happiness but also to contribute to our community. And that's what we find with a lot of our alumni, particularly, well, all of them and those who have been overseas is, you know, a lot of them have come back and they're entrenched in community organisations or corporate or government um, positions where their role is to be part of leading change and embedding good indigenous change within systemic change within those organizations so we want to grow our scholars as just like we want to grow the number of high school students it's already sounding like a big job when i say it all like that but um to give them opportunities you know and help change the system for the betterment of all of us so alumni high school students and you know the other bits um there's still more work to do around corporate australia and business so um, but we certainly want to grow our alumni as well. It's a five-year tenure. Have you started or it's still uh, yeah, the beginning? Uh, well, it started uh, it, it started last in February. It's only recently that it started and I'm looking forward to it. We've got a board meeting in May. There's a few things to do before that. And we'll see how we go. Before the release of the Closing the Gap uh, statistics, and uh, yeah, you're doing a bit to actually contribute to Closing the Gap. Well, we are. I mean, May is National Reconciliation Week. NAIDOC's not far behind that. Um, I suppose one of the other things that we've got to learn is how to be an Indigenous advocacy group or organisation. You know, we've really worked hard on building the organisation, getting the systems, the process, the people, our policies, our programs in place, our data capture, our data analysis done by us, for us, with people that are qualified now from Cambridge and Oxford and many other places. So those scholars pay dividends to us as an organisation which pay dividends to the programs, which pay dividends to the community at large. That's what we hope to do. That's what we are doing, actually. I think my role in this organisation as a chair is to look at taking that with our management and the board 
to the next level? How do we advocate to our people effectively with data? Advocacy based on evidence, advocacy based on data from our students, from our programs, from our elders. I know I also like to you know, take a little bit of a belated shout out to our elders who support our programs, support our young um, staff, and our older staff for that matter, in guiding us in a way that is both welcoming, embracing, and it really kind of challenges us in a nice way to think about, is this the best that we can do? Is this what is appropriate for our kids? Is this what is appropriate for our culture? And is this what is appropriate for our community? So in everything that we do, we want to be guiding and making sure it's the best possible outcome for our young people and for our community at large. And we couldn't do that without our elders. So I, I just want to acknowledge all of our elders on our programs. Yeah, no, without them, uh, their knowledge, their wisdom, we would be anywhere. We wouldn't be doing what we're all doing. So, yeah, all due respect to the yeah. elders. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, I was, um, when I was in Harvard, you know, in Boston, and, you know, there was, for, I'll give you an example, there was of what it's like to be an alumni in these places. We had First Nations, there's a First Nations uh, course you can do at HUNAP, the Harvard University Native American program, and they talk about First Nations governance. And one of the ways that people describe in, in what's now called the United States of America um, around planning for the future and being responsible for those that come after you is to think about seven generations to come. And in their world, they think about these generations that are coming and they're coming and they're coming from the ground and they're coming like seeds from a you know a big oak tree they're they're there they're coming so for me what that has meant is we can't think about just the next generation my nieces and nephews my kids my grandkids my you know we have to think about their grandkids we have to think about long-term stuff we have to think about system change for the seven generations that are still to come and that really puts things in perspective around what the work is around how long things might take but also how forward thinking you are as a leader as an individual um, because one generation is only one-seventh of the seventh generations that yeah. the First Nations in um, the Americas say. So it really puts things into perspective and going to places like Harvard and um, having been now a part of the alumni just opens your world to those kind of viewpoints and, and really makes you challenges to what, what you can do, what you think you can do. Um, it's really exciting. So... I think about that when I think about this role around what do we need to do today to get us to where we need to be in seven generations that will come. Yeah, most definitely very, very big responsibilities on your shoulders, but uh, obviously you're very well equipped to handle whatever challenge comes your way. Now, Prowse... Well, I would, with the board, yes. <laughs> no, you've got uh, the, the education background, the experience in these uh, organizations and all that. So, of course, as a team with uh, the rest of the board and also with uh, the leadership of um, Leila Smith, who is there doing a great job, you are all going to do a fantastic job, I'm pretty sure. 
Well, thank you. I hope so. Yeah. Um, we'll see. You know, maybe we should check in in a year. <laughs> no, we'll check in with uh, after your meeting and all that. We'll be checking in, and please stay in touch so that we can uh, stay informed and also inform our audiences about uh, the wonderful things that uh, Aurora Foundation uh, is doing, and uh, especially under your leadership. Charles Bros, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us uh, today on NITV Radio. Thank you very much. Um, Have a good day.